So when I was in film school, I had this girlfriend named And, you know, things were pretty good between us. We got along pretty well. And then one day we're having sex. And all of a sudden, in the middle of it, she just like pushes me off her really hard. And I was like, don't touch me. And I was like, what? She's like, don't touch me. I was like, um, what's going on? And she wasn't really telling me, but she was in some kind of weird state. And then she said she was starting to have these flashbacks about being molested as a kid by a babysitter. And I was like, oh, wow. And she like kind of got kind of like hostile and didn't want to have sex anymore. I mean, you know, at that moment I should be like, she don't want to have sex ever. Like, I mean, she like, you know, night after night. And, you know, it seemed like it was a problem and I felt like we should, you know, try to talk about it. And I had this idea that maybe if we did mushrooms together and try to sort of like confront this molestation memory thing that she was having, that would help us sort of heal this rift that was happening between us because she was just projecting this guy onto me and I didn't do it. So she said, okay. And I think she's never done mushrooms before. So maybe this was not a great idea. But we do the mushrooms. And I was really into like A Course in Miracles at the time, which is all about forgiveness and Jesus and stuff. And I was doing this thing where I was switching between being me, Kaveh, the molester, and Jesus. And I would be like, it's me, Kaveh. Then I'd be like, no, it's me, the molester. And they'd be like, no, it's me, Jesus. You have to forgive the molester. And she was like, what? What's going on? She was like really confused and freaked out. And I kept trying to switch it because I kind of was trying to say, you know, we're all one, you know, like the molester is also Jesus and is also me. And I had some kind of like philosophical, metaphysical point I was trying to make, but it wasn't really working. And she was just getting freaked out. And at the end of it, I think things were worse than before. And so we decided to go to couples therapy to try to talk about this. And in couples therapy, it was a woman and she was quite attractive. Uh, I was kind of staring at the couples therapist, uh, maybe at her breasts. And she was like, what are you thinking about, Kave?" And I was just like, uh, I was just thinking that I'm attracted to you. And then just kind of like got up and left. And I, like, I ran after her to try to sort of like, I was like, you know, she asked me a question. What am I supposed to do, lie? But things kind of got worse and worse. And one night she was supposed to come over and she didn't come over. And I was worrying about her and I was calling her. She wasn't calling me back. And then she was gone all night, like all night. And I, I was like, worried that she, you know, something bad had happened and maybe she died. And I was calling everyone I knew who knew her and she was just, you know, missing. And then after like 24 hours of worrying, she told me she spent the night with this guy that she just met in his hotel room. And I just felt really, really betrayed. And I was just so mad at her. And I had this friend who was HIV positive and he was telling me about these psychic surgeons from the Philippines who can heal people by putting their hands in their bodies and taking out like toxic materials. And I was like, cool. And, and he calls me right around this time. And he says, you know, one of these psychic surgeons is coming to town. Do you want to go? And it's like $100. And I was kind of like, um, that's a lot of money. And um, doesn't really sound very plausible. But I don't know. I was like, okay, fine, I'll come. And so I go there and they're like, write down what's wrong with you. And my friend was HIV positive, so he just wrote that, but I didn't have anything wrong with me physically at that time. So I just said, I'm just really angry at my girlfriend. Is, is, can I just write that? And they were like, sure, write whatever you want. So I wrote, I'm mad at my girlfriend. And I'm waiting in this waiting room, and the guy comes in and says, if you guys want to see a demonstration, I'm going to do a demonstration. 
So everybody in the waiting room like, goes into this, you know, operating room. And a woman lies down. And he puts his hand in her stomach. And her stomach opens up like, you know, like uh, the Red Sea parting. And his hand goes all the way in her stomach. And he takes all this stuff out, like bloody stuff. And then he puts all this cotton inside her stomach. And then the stomach heals over. I mean, it was like impossible to believe. But there was this energy in the room that was completely hard to deny. And I was terrified. And I felt something weird. And I started uh, saying the Lord's Prayer as fast as I could. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, and be done. And I was just like, I was in shock, I think. And after the demonstration, you know, we went back into the waiting room and I started sobbing. And there were these two other girls who were also sobbing. And we were all sobbing together. And I later found out they were Carol Burnett's daughters. And one of them was sick and she actually died later. But um, we kind of bonded over the thing we'd just seen, which defied the laws of physics and everything that we knew to be true and solid in our world. And then it's my turn, and I go in there, and I feel this benevolent energy. It's, it's kind of weird. And he puts his hand in my stomach, and in my chest, and in my throat, and in my eyeballs. And I could feel his fingers in my eyeballs, like in my head. And then in my third eye, and then in the top of my skull. And I could feel his fingers in my head, but they don't hurt. And, you know, most people would just say, well, this is some kind of hypnosis or some kind of delusion or something. And, you know, I guess. But, you know, I saw it with my own eyes and I felt it. But what was amazing about it really was that as soon as it was over, I had no more anger towards my girlfriend. It was just gone. And I was like, why was I mad? She had sex with some guy, so what? And I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I was like, God, you look so handsome right now. <laughs> How come you look so handsome? You've never looked this handsome in your life. And I looked more carefully and it was my eyes. My eyes had no anger in them. And I realized that there's always a little bit of anger in my eyes. And I'd never been like utterly without anger before. And here it was, and it looked really good. And then I started talking to the woman whose house this was at. And turned out she was this pet psychic that I'd seen a movie about and had been really interested in. And that was like a weird synchronicity. And then I'm driving home and I'm thinking about this guy who put his hands in my eyes and in my head and took away my anger. And I think, I wonder if there's any books about him. And there's a public library that I see uh, just as I'm thinking that. And I just pull over and go in the library and I'm thinking, well, let me see if I can find the right section. I just walk up to a section of books randomly. And the very first book I see is a biography of this guy. His name is Alex Orbito. And there's a book, The Life of Alex Orbito, right there. And I'm like, well, this is weird. And so, like, you know, I make up with and I apologize for being mad at her. And I'm not mad. But then, like, three days later, I'm mad again. And I realize, like, you can, like, interrupt someone's thought processes with a miracle, but you can't really, like, stop them from having their thought processes. And I think whatever way I think unconsciously just kind of kicked back in and I got mad again. And so then I'm mad at her again and we're fighting some more. And then I cheat on her. And then we break up for real. But then years later, we got together again. And we kind of reconnected and it was great. And then we had another fight. And she kind of was saying that people who molest children should be executed. And I was like, no, that's not right. People could be, can be redeemed. They can change. And she was like, no, they can't. Some people can't. And we got a fight over it. And then we broke up again. And now we're just friends. <laughs>